6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Ah, a little bit of heartbreak. Well, how about a whole lot of heartbreak last night at Rogers Place as the Oilers' best playoff run in 16 years ended at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche. We know that uh, Edmonton played some really, really great hockey under Jay Woodcroft in those final, what, 38 games. They rallied to beat the Kings, won the Battle of Alberta, and made it to the conference championship for the first time since 2006. But boy, oh boy, a minute 19 into overtime last night uh, gave the Colorado Avalanche. One goal is all it took. Malone off the draw, beaten by Helm. Back to the point, whistled on that rebound, score! And Colorado's won the series. Arturi Lekkinen, a minute 19 in overtime, and the Avalanche are heading to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, it was a 6-5 win and a four-game sweep of the Oil in the Western Conference Final. But boy, oh boy, what a run it was. Tons of fun. Jack Michaels, your voice of the Edmonton Oilers, joining me this afternoon. Hey, my friend. How are you, Jalen? I'm doing pretty good. Boy, oh boy, a roller coaster of a season. When you take a look uh, back to the very beginning, that that great hot streak they were on, and then they hit the skids there for a while, came back under Woodcroft, then the playoffs, more roller coaster rides, and that game last night, my goodness, all of us just hoping that they could hold on to a lead, but they didn't. Yeah, it was a Six Flags kind of season, and I think the last game of the season was a microcosm of the entire campaign, really. I mean, the ebbs and flows, you know, compared especially to that L.A. series where there was, you know, no lead changes. You know, last night down one nothing, up 3-1, up 4-2, down 5-4, and then you tie it in the head to overtime and hope your, hope your fans are able to carry you through, and it just, you know, it's one of those scenarios where, quite honestly, Jalen, you're left with no other conclusion to be drawn that, you know, you lost to the better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the kind of series, I said in the aftermath of the Battle of Alberta, that that might have been the most exciting five-game series I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, in three of the four games, you had entertainment value off the charts in this series as well. I mean, it's just... Uh, you know, a remarkable game, a remarkable season, and in terms of pure entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, this team is gonna is gonna be remembered for a long, long time. So, moving into next year, I know it's uh, you know that it's uh, it's it's barely over, but people are already talking about what has to happen for next year to maybe go deeper, to go to the finals. In your opinion, what is it need to shore up that defensive line? Maybe a goalie. Well, you know, I, I think for for certain there's going to be there's going to be one change there because it's been announced in European media that Miko Koskinen is going to be signing overseas next year. Mm. So that you know that obviously creates a spot. Uh, you know, I, I think there's some there's some restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents that obviously the Oilers are going to have to make decisions on. Uh, I, I do think goaltending position obviously is one of those chances, one of those changes. You know, with with uh, you know Miko moving on, you know that there's going to be a change in that position. It becomes you know who does slide into that role? Is Stuart Skinner one of their draft picks ready? Uh, is it is it a free agent and and you let Stuart? you know, ripen for another year. Mm. That is going to be the position that's most focused upon. 
you know, when it when it comes to this team in the offseason. I think that's the one position that everyone's going to be talking about because there's going to be a guaranteed spot open. But, Jalen, I think, you know, at this particular point in time, we've got so many other potential things out there that it's really hard to say what this looks like next year because you've got some key positions where players are not only aging out in one aspect, but you've got prospects in the American Hockey League that are starting to ripen and are going to be pushing for spots, like Dylan Holloway up yeah. front, like Marcus Niemelainen on the back end. It's, it's going to be an interesting confluence of youth and experience that will arrive at next year's training camp. And quite frankly, I see four or five spots that are going to be wide open, and you might have age gaps of 10 years in the competition, wow. which makes it all the more intriguing. Uh, Jack, curious to know from, you know, you know, it, not getting into the weeds on, on the players and, and, and the team itself, but for you personally, you've been doing this now, what, 12, 13 years with the Oilers. What was it like uh, this year for you being a part of being a part of this run calling these games? I'm sorry, Jalen. I missed the front end of that. I said I just, you know, moving away from getting into the weeds on the team and the players and stuff, I'm curious to know, like, you've, you've been a part of the team uh, calling the games for about 12 years, 12, 13 years now, I think, off the top of my head. What was it like for you to be a part of this run this year? Well, for me, it's it's not really my part as much as it is being part of the city at this time of year when it's going well. I, I don't think there's any application across the board in the National Hockey League that rivals the experience you get in the city of Edmonton. Mm. So for me, it's not so much, you know, what's it like calling the games. For me, it's more moving in and out of the crowd, <laughs> uh, getting the vibe of the city, understanding, not understanding, because I understand it, but just generally soaking in the atmosphere that's created by the city when it's this time of year and the Oilers are relevant. Because I'm not sure, certainly in the National Hockey League, I don't think that there's any experience like it. And I think you've got to really dig deep across the other three major North American professional sports to find a team that matters much to this city as the Oilers matter to Edmonton. And it's one of the things that until you're here and until it, I'm sorry, you don't have an idea as to what you're talking about. Do you? Do you have? And I'm going to leave it with this uh, this question this afternoon. Do you have a highlight? And, I, and I'm a guy from Western Pennsylvania, from the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I have some relevance here. Kaylin, you probably know a couple of Steeler fans right off the top of your head. They travel well. They're extremely yes. passionate. And I'm sorry, they don't hold a candle to the experience you get when you're in this city at this time of year and the Oilers are a contender. There is a guy in town, I don't know if you've seen it, this is, there's a pickup truck that drives around Edmonton that is full decked out Steeler, full colors, numbers, the paint, everything. It's wild. I'm like, who are you? You know? Anyway, um, highlight or memory for you, uh, your favorite one maybe outside of the rink uh, of, of, this, uh, of this playoff run? Outside of the rink, that, that's interesting. I would say this, and again, it's, it's related to the city a little bit. 
I think it's phenomenal when you're in Los Angeles, uh, less so in Calgary, because let's face it, I, I think the Flames are more of a more of a regional deal. I think the Oiler fans are always going to outnumber Flame fans. So in other words, you feel like you're in Edmonton even when you're in Calgary. Uh, but when you're in Los Angeles and you're walking, it's about a block and a half walk. And when you're in Los Angeles, which seems like miles removed from Edmonton, and you see all these faces that you recognize, some people that you know, and it's just a big party as it was after the Oilers won <laughs> Game 3 and Game 6, it's unbelievable how a group of three or 400 fans can recreate the fact where it, where it doesn't seem like you're in Los Angeles anymore. It doesn't seem like you ever left Rogers Place. Yeah, I, love I think it. that vibe, that walk uh, to what the arena formerly known as Staples Center, <laughs> I, it's Crypto.com. I had to steal a few seconds for me to remember what it was called. <laughs> but, but, but that is, again, a, a, an experience unique all its own. And we, we see that, Jalen, throughout the regular season, too, where when the Oilers are playing well, and it's often in a warm weather climb, understandably so. But you get a few hundred fans in there, and it's right—it's like you're right back in mm -hmm. the city. It's unbelievable. Jack, we'll leave it there. I want to thank you for uh, the, the great entertainment you and Stoff over uh, the, over the past uh, number of months calling these games has been an absolute blast uh, to listen to you and uh, and and watch you as well on on TV this year as well. I hope you get to enjoy some downtime this summer. Well, you know what, Jalen, you don't have to thank me, and and to be honest with you, it is an ex it's an extreme reward, and I know you get some of this on your program too. But to do something that seems to matter to hundreds of thousands of people, I can't tell you how awesome it is to be me, and and to do that for a living. I mean, are you kidding me? That the fact that what I do, which is irrelevant in 99.8% of the world, and yet here I feel, you know, special, I feel important. It's, uh, it's really great to be here and, and, and great to be a very small part of it all. Jack, have a great summer. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Thank you. You bet, Jalen. Take care. Jack Michaels joining me this afternoon. Of course, your play-by-play -play voice for the Edmonton Oilers right here on 630 Chet and regional TV broadcasts on Sportsnet. And always just so thankful uh, when Jack's able to make time for us. And let's be honest, he always makes time for us here on 630 Chet. Appreciate it. It's